I found a box of old cassette tapes. They weren't numbered, they weren't dated, and they weren't organized whatsoever. These are those tapes. So far so good, but just keep an ear out for me because I'm coming. That applies to all you, just as I said a moment ago. Bears, coyotes, mountain lions, any, raccoons, even snakes, even foxes. I just don't want to scare you. Just walking through, we're coming through in peace. Just talking out loud so you hear me, okay? So just don't, no need to freak out and attack me. That goes for all of you, bears, mountain lions, coyotes, foxes, and even you snakes. We're coming through in peace. Okay, I I don't want to freak you out. I'm, I'm actually really close by. I'm a, I'm a bear that talks. I'm behind a tree. That's what I was hoping wouldn't happen, and I, I've... Listen, whoever you are, you don't have to joke with me. I'm just trying to be as polite I'm, as I can to nature. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not... Not kidding. I'm a bear. My name is Reverend Lockwood, and I am behind a tree. I'm just, I'm close. I don't want to step out and startle you, but uh, I was behind this tree just doing some reading. Um, I'm an actual bear. Um, I was struck by lightning. I can talk. I can read. Um, I wear a little hat. I got a little vest on. So when I step out, I just don't want you to be upset or startled um so let me know when you feel prepared for me to step out from behind the tree i suppose i could get used to that idea i mean i don't want to be a skeptic i'm out here i've seen some things you know but i guess i suppose before you reveal yourself i got to admit there is a small part of me that expects a human being with a hatchet and you're and you're you're taking me for a ride but i gotta ask if you are in fact reverend lockwood Why'd you settle on the little vest? Um, well, and again, I, I don't want to scare I have bear, well, we, we're sort of estranged now, but as you can imagine, before I was struck by lightning and, and could talk and read and put my own clothing on and do buttons and such, um, I have bear friends who are not as educated as I am, obviously, I'm probably, the, I guess, the most educated bear. That's not a brag. That's just fact. Um, who do occasionally kill and eat a human or, you know, attack a human. And a human that was attacked, I think, years ago, must have been, because um, that there was a little blood on the vest, but it was very crusty. Um, the, the only clothes I could find were the clothes that had been like, oh, we dragged a, a corpse into the cave. And then over the years, the flesh rotted and, you know, then it was just like, a, I found it on a skeleton, I guess is the best way to say it. I found That's... a vest and a little hat on a skeleton. Um, I don't know if they killed some kind of like oldie timey mayor or something back in the day. But I just, you know, once I got struck by lightning and I could talk, I found that I could also feel shame. And I felt strange being uncovered. I don't have pants yet. But at least this way, I feel like the vest and the hat sort of distract from that. Like my... My penis is still flapping in the wind. I don't feel great about that. Would love to get some trousers. Not from you. I don't kill humans. I'm just hoping someone like 
leaves a pair behind somewhere and I can get some trousers on. But they would ha- it would have to be a very large man. I'm a large bear. So when you see me, please don't freak out, but I am a large bear. I'd expect you to be large just because above your species. However, I mean, you got struck by lightning and can read and then you d- you chose to still live in a cave with murderous bears. You know, I, your judgment isn't something I'm fully comfortable with yet. And you can't see this from behind the tree, which I do respect you hanging out behind until we sort this matter out. But I've got my tortoise with me, Mortimer, and he's very sensitive to bears. And he's not ducking inside his shell. And that's normally a thing we have where he senses a bear from hundreds of yards away and he ducks in there. And I start screaming into his shell what a coward he is. And that scares bears off because they see me yelling in the shell and they hear me. And he's just now kind of perked up peering over toward the tree so that could be because you can read and he has sensed that you're a bit more civilized or again you could still be a, a person with a hatchet i am again i'm i don't no disrespect to your turtle who i'm sure has excellent judgment but i am a well bear he's, he's a tortoise I, Let's yeah, I, okay all right I just, I feel like if I wanted to come out and stab you, I wouldn't be asking permission. That's fair. Step out. That's fair. I, Would it make you feel, could you tell me a little about yourself, uh, your background? You know, maybe we have, you know, I, I, I understand you feel apprehensive, but, um, you know, one thing I find puts humans at ease is talking about themselves. So I don't know if you... You know, where 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 are you from? You sound like an elderly gentleman. Are you an elderly gentleman? I don't know how you'd describe elderly. I'd say, I don't think so. You know, I lost track of the years long ago. And my guess is I'm probably somewhere in my early 60s. So if that's elderly to you, you know, I... I you don't know your age? I do not. I, I've been out here in the woods. You know, I just kind of live out here and I'm similar to you, okay? If you step out and you see my hat, you're going to think I murdered a raccoon. But that I found this, okay? And it you fits You found nice. the rat. Okay, hold on. You you found a raccoon hat out here? Was it because it was on a raccoon? It was the raccoon skin? I found a raccoon and I, I just fashioned it into a hat that I think works pretty well. Uh, I'm sorry, you're saying that you have a live raccoon no, no. On he, your head? I think he'd passed away from natural causes. He was, there's no So you blood. have a dead raccoon. Well, a dead sure. raccoon on your head? I, I prefer to think of it as a pelt. He, I, the, the word dead is so negative. You know, yes, he's expired, but I, I didn't have anything to do with that. That was uh, in a nature. That's all that was. Right, but I mean, if you're an outdoors person, you didn't, you chose not to skin the raccoon. You just put a dead raccoon directly on your head? Well, a lot of people don't know this. You set them on there, especially if they're puffed. You get them puffed and you set them on your head and they'll form right around. Then you get to keep all the the warmth and the mass in there. You know, you just, you scoop all that out and then that's bad news because you've just got a little flap of skin. Whereas I've got, a, you know, I've got the puff. So that's the, that's the scent then that I'm smelling is that you are wearing a recently deceased raccoon on your on your head you know it could be there's a lot of options there you know mortimer he's got an affinity for peanut butter and it's jammed all into his his shell all around mortimer is that mortimer's the turtle tortoise yes it is his uh that's his way and, and the 
with the, the oils and things and his natural muskiness, eh, that could be it. I don't know. I haven't been around many other people or, or beings to see, to even hear how I smell. So I, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you. I feel like it's a fair guess that the, what I'm smelling, a bad smell, is the, that you're wearing a, a, a raccoon on your head. I suppose it could, it could be my feet. You know, I didn't, I found these shoes and they're way too big, and, but I shoved uh, fish entrails into the end of them because they're, they're nice. Okay, they well, this isn't painting a very good picture of your personal hygiene. No offense. No, that's fair. I, I, in my head, I thought the, the fish entrails, I thought, well, fish eat interesting things. I'll bet they, they run a pretty clean life. And it turns out they're just as filthy on the inside as anyone else. I feel like I feel like you're being a little disingenuous. I mean, I feel like fish are 100% known for smelling bad, like in in any situation. I haven't read a lot of books. I've only read, I don't know, 150 books at this point. And one of the things I picked up from human culture is that you know, in bear culture, fish have like a great smell, but in human culture, they're like something smelling fishy is like a literal. Like, that's a saying. Well, it's been a while since I was around humans, but I got to tell you, you and I are probably similar in that we're creatures of the, the stream. And I doubt you've ever smelled a fish. And once you catch oh. them and eat them, it's straight up. You don't even smell it. I've, I've lived a similar life. Right, but I think that maybe the difference between you and I is I'm like sort of trying to get out of the stream life i was actually hoping i would run into a human who wasn't scared of me who could help me with getting into college well that's that's a situation where i was an adjunct professor in a previous life and could probably if people are still around campus drop my name you know but here's the deal okay i gotta still be living you know i am a larger individual and these trousers I'm wearing might be appealing to you. Now, I do trust you, but I gotta say, we've painted a picture where you have a lot to gain from this situation, and I really don't. I swear to God, I'm not interested in killing you or, or harming you. I really would love some advice on my problem. I feel like I could get the SAT scores. And, you know, I, I don't have a lot of formal schooling, but I've done a lot of reading. But I feel like... I have two problems. One, well, the biggest problem is I would like to go to college, but the two problems stopping me is one, um, you know, I feel like if I even got close to a college, they would freak out and shoot me. Um, and the other is I don't want to be that kind of, you know, like a novelty, like a cartoon, like, oh, the bear who went to college. Like I actually would like to go to college and study literature and maybe myself become a, a professor, but as a bear, I just feel like there's, you know, some some uh, roadblocks to entry, I guess I would say. Well, certainly. For a bear to go to college. You know, that's humans though, right? That's people. That's interaction where everyone's a little nervous to go be around other people because they're going to get made fun of because they've got a, a wart on their nose or, a, you know, shoes packed full of fish or whatever. You got to mm. just suffer the slings and arrows and be there. Now, you might be a novelty. They might mistake you for the mascot, but... If you got struck by lightning, learned to read, immediately thought, I want to go to college, and then you envision this scenario where 
a wise philosopher type wanders out into the woods and strolls along with you and feeds you berries while you discuss Plato. That might not happen, my friend. That's a wonderful world, though. See, I don't really see. I don't even like berries. This is my, you know, I'm afraid this is what everyone's going to think. Oh, it's a bear. Who doesn't like Throw berries? Throw some fish at them in the quad. Lots of people don't like, lots of people don't like anything. Anything nature's, you can think of. Like, nature's not everyone. candy. I mean, hell. Have you ever had real candy? No, of course it's not. better. Rot your damn teeth out. Well, it's better. I had a Reese's peanut butter cup that a camper left behind and, ooh, Nelly. Now that's food. Hey, how are the bears treating you since you've just fully embraced this other culture and seemingly kind of disrespected your roots? If and not, well, to they're be- mad. They're mad. I had a wife. You had a bear she, wife. I had a bear wife. She's not. You know, she's upset because, you know, anytime I have a book, she would eat it, and so I moved out. I moved out because we don't have anything in common anymore. You know, it's like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Like at the beginning, it was, you know, a lot in common. They were both interested in, uh, you know, sneaking around on Jennifer Aniston, I guess. That was a common. I've, I've been reading some gossip magazines as well in the woods. And but, you know, over time, you know, she wants to fly her planes and Brad wants to smoke weed. So, you know, maybe those two things are, you know, she has her charity work and Brad's more of a like kind of kickback kind of guy, you know, so eventually just didn't work anymore, you know, and maybe it's, you know, not as thrilling after you're an official couple, you know, but in our case, just we grew apart because I was struck by lightning and learned to read. That is a definitive divider. That's no question there. And I, I, you know, I couldn't follow. Barbara was pretty mad. Well, I can't follow on completely. I will say I was married myself long ago and, you know, she had no interest in living the life in the woods as I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I wasn't involved with the clergy. Now, you said your name's Reverend Lockwood. You know, how on, yes. on earth were you a Reverend Bear who was married to a woman and then you, the lightning strike ended things? I, yes, I was already a, a Reverend in the Bear community. My name in Bear translates sort of roughly to to Reverend Lockwood in English. So I, I just took that as my name. I realized I should have chosen something like Derek or something probably like in terms of you know yeah. i don't think i am qualified to be a reverend in people culture no also, they, i think a lot of them are sort of dubious is what i've picked up on oh yeah they they at the and i can tell you this from someone that was picked on by college kids they'd be calling you barrack in no time they'd just say barrack oh, you'd yeah, say i I'm, guess it lends itself doesn't it it really does and and yeah. I, I just have a, I feel sad for Barbara. You know, she lays down oh, to hibernate. She's with, she's with Tim now. She moved right Don't on. Don't worry. Ah, she's hot as hell. Oh, well, I. I when I you're hot like that, like, it's not going to, you know, you're not going to be alone for long. So you, And I don't, I don't blame her, you know, like, what are we going to talk about? You know, I want to talk about, uh, you know, the great Gatsby and she wants to grunt and, uh, you know, eat a human. So we don't have a lot in common anymore. Where are you finding all these books and so few clothes? Well, here's the thing. I don't feel right stealing clothes because then someone's out in the woods and they're nude. And I understand that that's not a comfortable situation. But like, I feel like, you know, books are not that expensive. So I've been stealing them from campsites. I suppose that's fair. I, I bet people would prefer you steal their books as opposed to their food they've got dangled up. Exactly. They've got the food in the bear box, but they're leaving their books just sitting there, you know, when they go off to take a pee. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So I pick up, you know, the time traveler's wife or, or what have you. Now, here you are yeah. sitting there, and I picture, not to be negative, but I picture you sitting like a bear, uh, leaning against a tree. Yeah. You've got your little yeah. bear legs out, and you're reading yeah. this book, and yep. and you're still attracted to Barbara. Now, here's your mind. I mean, off. sensually, sure. Okay. But intellectually, no. No. She's a, she's a real zero for me now. Now, let's say you met, what was the name you said? Angelica Johnny was the name? Angelina Jolie? Sure. So you met yeah. her. You say you meet her and she's very erudite and she reads. She Would really you, does. You'd be attracted to her physically or, or just strictly mm. intellectually? I don't find her physically appealing. I'll be honest with you. There's just not a lot there. You know what I mean? She looks like the skeleton that I found the top hat and vest on. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. So for me, that's a that's a no go. That's a non starter. But I think we could be intellectual. You know, if Angelina Jolie could help me, you know, get into college, I that would that would be helpful to me. You know, she helps so many people. I say she sounds like a wonderful woman who certainly. You're not aware of her. Do you not? You don't go to the movies. You might not have guessed this by the way I describe myself, but I don't spend a lot of time around people. I'm out here in the woods, you know, foraging. Did you, did you kill someone? No. And that's why you're out here? No, heavens no. You so suspicious of me. Your first thought was that I was going to kill you. And it feels like to me like guilty conscience. Like you're one of those hermits who's out in the woods and then, you know, eventually they find you and they're like, oh, this guy killed 78 people. That's a story that's ever happened in history? Yeah, it happens a lot. I've, re I've also read a lot of uh, newspapers, and I found a cell phone, and I read some stories on the internet. Well, that is baffling to me, because my, I feel like my my history with hermits is like 100% benevolence. Mm, well, yeah, because you're a hermit, so that's like me being like, oh, beers are really nice. None of them have ever killed me. I mean, I get it. We suck to people who've had loved ones killed by us. That's fair. Maybe same thing with hermits, you know, like. No, that's fair. Only really know nice hermits, but. No, the, I suppose my skepticism comes from a time before. Very similar. I was calling out to the animals, letting them know I'm coming through. Just try to take a hike with Mortimer looking for some berries. And I had a butterfly net and a voice came from behind a tree saying it was a cougar. And I bought into the whole damn story and then it came out and it was a person. And it wasn't a hatchet, oh, but what they did have was a bunch of bees and they threw the hive at me. And I had to run around and get all stung by bees and run into the water and try to swim and... It was a nightmare. So that's where my skepticism comes so from. So there's someone out there in this same woods who likes to hide behind trees, claim that they're a cougar, and then when the person falls for it, they step out and throw a beehive at them. That's correct. And here I am a wow. second time. What a world. Well, and then imagine this. Now, here I am, and I've got to be honest, I'm buying into your story that I'm talking to a bear who was struck you by are. lightning. I'm definitely not the person who claimed to be a cougar. That is for sure. I don't like bees, and I definitely don't have a bunch of bees back here. Well, that's good to hear, and your voice is different. Yeah. So either you're yeah. of talent of a million voices, and you're no. good at pretending to be chances? animals. What are the chances of that? Very low. You know, as opposed to the chances of being a bear that's struck by lightning. That's true. I, it, it, you know what they say, it's easy to get struck by lightning. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, don't they say your chance of getting struck by lightning are just dreadfully small? 
Oh, maybe I haven't read that book yet. Well, I assume it goes up for bears. You know, I don't want to... Am I am I talking myself into being gullible here? Am I getting had? No, again? no, I'm really a, I'm really definitely a bear. I am I am not going to step out and throw a beehive at you. That's really upsetting to me that someone going around claiming to be a cougar because I don't think they're even cougars in this part. So if they said that and then someone believed them, that would be like <laughs> the crime of the century, you know, just the absolute crime of the century. And then if they got away with it again, can you imagine what kind of incredible motherfucker that would be to like get away with that kind of thing again like twice i don't think it would be incredible and i don't like how excited you're getting about the concept or the. oh idea. no i mean incredible in like sort of the literal the literal sense of the word incredible you know not to be believed i see incredible yeah that's when i was running away i said this is incredible you son of yeah. and i said some bad language and i said you i thought you were credible and they were hollering and yelling and they did a fake roar like a mountain lion just to mock me right as i splashed into the creek and i i threw mortimer and he's he had a hard time getting out of his damn shell because he's so oh, damn packed full of peanut butter but he, he's swimming along and we went over some waterfalls i lost my butterfly net and you know i i'm i'm a little hesitant in these situations because i cannot believe they're they're happening for a second time well, it's definitely not happening to you. I'm a you could ask me any question about a bear or what a bear who got struck by lightning would know. You know, I just want to get to a place where I can step out from behind this tree and you and I are going to be cool. Like you're not going to shoot me. You're not going to, you know, freak out. I just want to get to a good place of so whatever you need to do to feel comfortable that I'm definitely a bear wearing a top hat and vest who was struck by lightning and can read and just wants to go to college, you know, whatever's going to get you there. I am not going to step out from behind this tree All right. and be that bear, which I said, I am a hundred percent until you're feeling comfortable. You know, I just don't want to, I don't want to, you know, startle you. I want to, I want this to be cool. Well, I appreciate that because last time what I didn't do is run through a system of checks. I was too yeah. gullible. And so this time what, I yeah, you thought here is definitely a, now what was the cougars? Uh, what was the cougar story about uh, why the cougar could talk struck by lightning? No, she said her name was Sally Songstress, which I found to be a bit unbelievable, and that she had been reincarnated as a person who was a jazz singer in Las Vegas, and when she woke up, she always knew she was a cougar in walking around with Sally Songstress in her body. And so she would mm. look into ponds and see her reflection and go, oh, hell, I'm a cougar. No, I'm Sally. I see it behind the eyes. And so she worked on it and practiced and taught herself to talk. And she could sing. She had a lovely voice. You could see where she would have. Oh, you don't have yeah, a beautiful voice, you say? She did have a wonderful voice. It was beautiful. Oh. oh, what a nice compliment. I'm sure if she were here, she would love to hear that. Listen, I don't Probably like mean how a lot excited. I just don't like the tone. You're, I just don't like the tone. I'm just a very empathetic person. And I feel like, again, like I'm a really enlightened, intellectual, struck by lightning bear who's subject to your... I, I understand where you're coming. I understand why you're skeptical because, I mean, here you are a person who lives in the woods, a simple man who's now, you know, you had a bad experience with someone claiming to be a talking animal. Probably just another 
you know, probably whoever that was that threw the bees is like another person such as yourself who for one reason or another is living in the woods, you know, and maybe they just, uh, you know, who knows why they did it? They're a maniac. They did it to pass the time. Who knows? But I mean, you've had a bad experience and you've been burned. And, you know, I've, I've read enough to know that, you know, humans, you know, you build those neural pathways where you, you know, then the, the you know, your lizard brain, the back of your brain is going to tell you, hey, warning sign, warning sign, even if that is someone who now just seems like a very cool top hat bear. You know, your back of your brain is going, oh, look out for this guy, even though he seems to be just a very cool bear who, although he doesn't have any pants, did have a wife named Barbara and was definitely a bear and has provided a lot of supporting evidence. But you're skeptical. And I'm just saying I get it. I understand the back of brain, front of brain. You know, I mentioned I was an adjunct professor and I, I dabbled right. in neuroscience. Well, I wasn't trying to big time yet. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying the front of my brain is also saying, hey, dum-dum, what are the chances in life you run into a cougar that was reincarnated as a person or vice versa and a bear struck by lightning that loves to read Chaucer and but all this? you actually have only run into one of those things because the first one turned out not to be true. That's true. So the, actually the chances of this go up a little because you didn't actually already run into a talking animal. You ran into a person pretending to be a talking animal, which that, you know, that could happen to anybody. I got to yeah. say, you're saying you're reasoning. talking to a bear, you know, a bear that's got a very good sense of reasoning. And, and I'm curious, Thank I have you. two, I've mentioned my checks from the first one. Okay. Is, All right. The first one's bear related. I assume you've still got your olfactory set up in there as bear. Yep. And yep. My, I've got a hermit friend, not a murderer, didn't hit anyone with his car, just wanted to live uh -huh. out in nature. And it's Tuesday. Uh -huh. And that means that he is cooking a very specific thing he cooks every Tuesday on his stove. Uh -huh. And I want to know what that is. And the second check is what are you wanting to study? I want to hear your college essay. I want to know the subject and I want to hear you be passionate and see if I'm convinced that you should be enrolled in an academic institution. Well, your friend is making taquitos. All right, step one, check. That's good. That's Dave for you. And you know... I haven't fully formulated my essay yet because, you know, I have, I don't even know what the path is in terms of me getting into college, but I know, you know, that I would like to write it about a book that's meant a lot to me. You know, I would like to write it about, because books, after I got struck by lightning, you know, I was out here just wandering in the woods and I had all these thoughts and I could talk, but I'm just talking to myself. I have no way to, you know, organize my my thoughts. And um, then, you know, I, I came upon the first book that I came upon, you know, that, that I, you know, I was, I saw a campsite and I, uh, you know, I sort of scoped it out and I could see that one of the humans was sitting and reading uh, something, you know, and um, I'm with you so far. Sure. You I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what reading was, but I saw them, um, uh, you know, with a book, it was an older man, probably in his sixties. And um, I didn't know what a book was, but I waited till that guy got up and, you know, walked off into the woods to use the gentleman's room. And um, then I picked up the book and I ran and it wasn't until, you know, that night, under the light of a full moon that I sat down and read this book that was, I mean, I, I'm only, I can only assume it's a classic 
in the human world. You can only assume because of how it changed my life. And the book was Claw Your Way to the Top by Dave Barry. He's a humorist. Don't know if you've ever heard of him, but uh, I think he wrote the book a long time ago, back in the 80s. So it must be a classic, but it's a humorous take on how to get to the top in the human corporate world. And very funny, very funny book. Really hilarious. You know, so. that's a strange coincidence because that was that book I sat here and read when I decided to enter the forest for the final time to never leave it. And I remember coming back from using a latrine and seeing it disappear, but not knowing where. And I shouted out into the woods how dare you, whoever took my damn book, I need it. But also good riddance because the corporate world is an incestuous hell pit that destroys humanity from the inside out. You can keep it. You must have heard that and understood it if it was you and if it was the same book. Well, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't drawn to the corporate aspect of it. I just, you know, it's just very, very funny. I mean, one of the jokes in it is that, uh, you know, to be a top executive, it doesn't, I'm not saying it takes a custom tailored suit. You also need the correct shirt and tie. <laughs> that is pretty good. It's very funny. And, you know, relevant to my situation, being a bear with just a top hat and vest. So that's what I would write my essay about is about how, you know, humor, the right humor. Because I was, you know, I was pretty down in the dumps at the time. And I'm sorry that I took your book, but, you know, it really changed my life. The first book that I read. And I think, you know, the foundation of my own really excellent uh sense of humor you know um that he has a, a great joke in there about uh you know we all have the same dreams but then uh he says uh you know okay maybe you don't have the one where you're naked and a vat of you that's very very funny very that's i mean that just the you know it's just got a lot of humorous elements to it you know he says that um that's really he just says some hilarious you know, he says some hilarious stuff. He says, uh, um, you know, uh, some jokes about memos and resumes and, you know, stuff I didn't understand, but really helped me uh, get a window into the human sense of humor, which I think, you know, I'm still enjoying to this day and I'm hoping I can incorporate into my relationships with my college colleagues. So I hope that answers your question and that you're ready for me to step out from behind the tree now. Well, I guess it does that you want to go to school to do basically a book report on Dave Barry's Claw Your Way to the Top. That's not exactly a specific, you know, program or degree program, but... Well, I said I wanted to say, you asked me what the essay was about. I said I'm going to write about the first book. Oh, I, I see. Okay. Well, I do worry yeah. about you integrating with your fellow students because it seems like you're, you're, the broad spectrum of humor that you've been exposed to is fairly narrow. But that's what exposure and integration into a culture and society is all about. You're going to be exposed to all kinds of different types of humor. And my guess is you might evolve a bit. But, yeah, I suppose I'm comfortable. I just, is Dave Barry not really funny? Hey, that's not for me to say, okay? That's not... Because I feel like your tone is like, it's not that funny. Well, I just... He's not just, that funny of a guy. You know, when kids come over and they go, oh, we thought the funniest thing, you gotta see this thing, you gotta see this thing, and then they show you like a snail, and you're like, what's funny about it? And they're like, it's just funny, and they run off. That's, you know, uh -huh. it's similar to that. It's that feeling. Okay, so who's like funny? Oh, geez, I, I love this guy... 
long back Mark Twain I thought was real funny, quippy and real, had an off-the-cuff type style about him and a satirist and all this, but, you know, I'm not a good judge of humor because I'm out here by myself. I only make no, jokes right. to Mortimer. You're just being really snobby about Dave Barry for someone who thinks Mark Twain is funny. Hey, that's fair. You know, I'm out here doing my thing with with a damn turtle. So like, I, I don't think anybody really thinks Mark Twain is funny. I think they're just trying to show off. Well, you you could be right. I got. I just, uh, you know, it just like people say Shakespeare's funny, not funny. Wait, so you just have read? Off. You've read Shakespeare, and you've read Mark Twain, and you've read yeah, Dave. I've told Perry. you, I've read 150 books, but the one that was most important to me is the first one I read, which is Claw Your Way to the Top by Dave Barry. I didn't understand that. I thought this was the only humor you'd been exposed to. This was out of all of them. Well, because I don't think Shakespeare and Mark Twain are, are funny. I mean, I, you're just kind of trying to big time me about Dave Barry. And I think, you know, the only kind of people who say Mark Twain is funny are just trying to, they're like the same people who say like, I don't have a TV. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That is absolutely fair. You know, yeah. I, I didn't mean to big time you at all. You're entitled to think whatever's funny that you like. Thank uh, you. And uh, so I just want to kind of check in, take a temperature on where we're at about me stepping out from behind the tree. I don't have a beehive. I'm definitely a bear. This isn't like, oh, I found the same guy again. What are the chances? This is just me, a bear, wanting to step out and like maybe we can just finish the hike together or talk about college some more. We could go have taquitos with your friend. I just like want to, I don't want to startle you. This isn't like a game. This isn't something I do to entertain myself. I just want to step out and say hi to your face. Okay. You know what? We've, you've established, if nothing else, you're forthright. And I've got to warn you before you step out, I was so nervous about future endeavors with bees. I wove myself a bit of a bee net. But I don't see well out of it. So what I'm going to do, just in mm-hmm. case, take it off. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until okay. you step out. You'll see me. Now, okay. if you do decide to release the bees, at least let me keep my thing down. But if I don't hear any bees, okay. I'll pull it up like a, like a, a, a wedding veil, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, whatever. Sure, you're... yeah. Okay. Go ahead and pull your bee protector up, and I'll just step out. Well, I'll, I'll wait till you step here. out. Go ahead and step out, and then I'll, and then if I don't you can hear bees, just pull it up real quick, and then I'll just step out. I don't want to, you know. I just feel like it's unfriendly if you don't. I know it, it is unfriendly. Bit. I just, I, just I don't feel like you don't trust me. That's true. I don't. I don't. I just want to not hear bees. Definitely a bear. Definitely a bear. Talking bear. I definitely believe you, but last time I didn't hear the bees until they were being hurled at me. So I want to just make sure that I've got some protection because I'm quite allergic and I had to scour around with swollen up puffy eyes trying to find all kinds of salves and things from leaves. And I got poison ivy and I rubbed that into my face. I got double swollen. I had pus coming out of my eyes from the bees. So just to be extra safe, I just want to keep my little veil on if that's okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm just going to, yeah, because this is going, this is, yeah, I got another, uh, uh, probably want to just go up the trail and step out on, you know, meet some other friends too. So I'm just going to go ahead and step out, no bees. And here we go. Okay. Here I come. I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm the person with the bees. I can't tell. I'm going to keep my veil down, but I, I have to be honest. I was looking forward to seeing a, a bear penis well, for the I'm first sorry. time it's in my not life. A, no, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the lady with the bees again. I'm going to throw the bees at you now. I'd prefer if you didn't. Why? No, nope, the... I'm going to throw them. Here I go. 
Throw in the bees. No! Oh, come on, Mortimer! Sorry, I'm very Run. sorry! This men net is doing This is just kind of my thing! I apologize! Ah, oh, my net fell off! Ah, oh, my veil! Ah, hell! These Are Those Tapes is improvised and produced by Wendy Molyneux and David Huntsberger. For more information, please visit thesearethosetapes.com. <laughs>